Back into the future. <laughs> Back to the future, baby. Because we know exactly what's going to happen. Well, because we're recording this podcast. So we clearly <laughs> we have a little clearly, bit of insight. Yeah, yeah. We can paint this picture yeah. because, you know, we're not only living in this moment. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Joe, Dr. Energy Piazza. Rara is in the house. Catherine and Sarah Myers. Welcome back to BU Network Podcast, conversations worth having. Hey, Rara, how's it going? Oh, it's going great. This is a, um, in retrospect, this was more fun than I thought it was going to be. I know, right? And uh, I get to, it's, it's fun to, we're going to have a guest, Rhonda Moffat from the Energy Institute. So, you know, as Dr. Energy, this is right up my alley. I can't wait to chat with her about the energy, what the year of the dragon is going to bring and where the energies have been before and how that connects us all. I think this is going to be a, a lot of fun. And the reference that I just made as mm -hmm. if we are in the future, looking mm -hmm. back, back into the future, <laughs> back to the future, baby. Because we know exactly what's going to happen. Well, because we're recording this podcast. So we clearly... <laughs> we have a we little clearly, bit of insight. Yeah, yeah. We can paint this picture yeah. because, you know, we're not only living in this moment, we're living in that moment. Okay. You're giving away our secrets of how we record. Mm, yeah, okay. So <laughs> what I'm going to say about that I'm is... Okay. That's okay. Yeah, when, when, when you're a guest, when you work with us, when, when you're, you're a guest on this, on this podcast... I've never heard that question, before, that statement before. <laughs> when you work with us... This is what happens. Yeah. You go to another conversation that takes you in a place that you didn't expect yeah. and you start to have fun and enjoy yourself. And that's what we did. Like we're, we're going to have a lot of fun with Rhonda yeah. and we do have fun with Rhonda. Plus we have a reoccurring guest, right? That's a four four-year return. I know. I can't believe it's been four years since we last that, spoke on the podcast. I mean, we've spoken with her many times since, but not on the podcast. That that like sort of blew my mind that it went so fast. And the practice over the years of us interviewing guests and unfolding, mm -hmm. peeling off the onion skin, so to speak, right. the layers of what truly turns people on in their life and what they're about. This is what's going to happen in this episode. And mm. we've gotten we've gotten really skilled at having guests that are able to open up. So we're able to see what is inside right. really in in the mind's eye, because you talk about that sometimes. Mm -hmm. Talk in the mind's eye about something and and bring it out. It it's it's going to be one of those podcasts. It's don't miss it. Don't miss it. Don't miss this. <laughs> and just before we get on over to the interview with Rhonda, make sure you listen to the end. We let we let out a little secret about the BU network uh, at the end, so you might want to listen all the way through. It's not at the very end, so just maybe listen all the way to the end. And what about this? Just like Fine Waldo, hmm. if you think you know what we're talking about drop us a message and let us know that you have found what it is hmm. that we are letting this little secret, the best kept secret. Remember that, mm -hmm. Dr. Best Energy? Best kept secrets of powerful presentations. Yeah, that's that's a good blast from the past. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, listen listen to it all. Let's get on over to Rhonda Moffitt and let's see how she transforms the energy in this podcast with all us. All right. See you on the other side. Hey, well, welcome back to another episode of the BU Network Conversations Worth Having podcast. Today, we have Rhonda Moffitt with us. Rhonda is a certified feng shui consultant based in Ottawa, Ontario, and she founded the Energy Institute in 2016. Rhonda creates and manages the online platform of the Energy Institute. She is a speaker, an educator, an advisor, and author. She collaborates with a growing clientele on issues like motivation, goal setting, and energy work. Rhonda is also an experienced Reiki master and specializes in Eastern disciplines such as tea leaf reading, tarot, and I Ching. Her work is recognized by the Natural Health Practitioners of Canada and the Academy of Naturopaths and Natural Therapists of Canada. Welcome, Rhonda. Thank you for having me. 
Rhonda, as I was listening to Dr. Energy into introducing you, what came to my mind is this is your second appearance with us. It is. Thank so, you for having me back. Yeah, you've been with us before, and a lot has happened probably since that appearance. And today we'll talk about what's going on with you right now. But then maybe what we'll do is we'll talk about what, 365 days. It's more than that. It's been more than 365 days. What what took place? So a lot has happened. And I know that you're really excited about the things that we have to talk about today. So first of all, I like to geographically identify where we are. I'm in Toronto right now. You're, you're in Ottawa, yes? I am in Ottawa. Yeah, awesome. Cool. So am I. Yeah, you you, hey, you we outnumber little... you today. Hey, you do. You're right over am... there, Joe. And over there is West Ottawa. I'm over here in East Ottawa. Yeah. Oh, okay, so we have a triangle. Mm. Right. You 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 making snow bunnies today? Absolutely not. <laughs> we could, no. but we're not doing it. That was last night when it was snowing. We had a fair number. I don't know how many centimeters of snow we had for our Canadian people. About an inch, maybe, of snow, two and a half mm. centimeters, something like that. Mm. Well, we're getting it today over here. So yeah, you know, that's what's nice about what we're doing right now is that we could all be anywhere and then we can be together. And we talk about the Energy Institute. It really means just that, right? We're bringing energies together and you are focusing on that, in not only in your life, in your, in your business, and, and you've kicked it up a couple of notches, not by accident. I know it's all a plan for you. And I'm a big fan of your daily advice and words of wisdom. Some people might call it social media posting, but I really look at it as something more than that. I don't look at it as you're posting to you know get something. I look at it as you're sharing your wisdom with us. And it really means something to follow someone who you know, like, and trust and like want to know what you're going to say. And today you gave some sage advice. Today being January 23rd, 2024, what's the advice that you gave to us today? I think the post today was about the year of the dragon being good for arts, media, graphics, all things creative. So to lean into that. Am I right? Is that what I posted? Yes. I do it. It's about six o'clock in the morning when I post. This is later in the afternoon. <laughs> I think that's what it was. Yes. I like to reframe that as advice, you know, because post seems a little bit distant and disconnected. Mm -hmm. I often hear that social media is so antisocial because those four <laughs> letters are like, mm -hmm. I posted it, go look at it. But I feel that you're sharing advice. And that's how I like to look at what I share. I share advice and lifestyle advice because a post means I could, and no, this is not a hit against any social media businesses, but a post is in the case of what you're doing, it's not something that you've just told someone to go and choose for you. Even if you have a company, you've advised them on what it means it's relevant to today. And that's what's important. Yeah. Right. So f full disclaimer, I, I, what's the word I want? Interpret energy. So everybody will receive an interpret energy, or as you say, the advice for the day, which I think is a little bit heavy. It's simply a suggestion. And you will interpret it for what an it invitation. means. You, an invitation. Yes, Thank that's you. good. It's, that's great. Take a look at it. Right? So if it resonates with you, and perhaps you're a graphics art student, or perhaps you're thinking about stretching out your company in that way, or maybe you're going to brave something new in this year of the dragon, know that the energy is connecting there, and it's a great year for it. That's how the energy works. And that is kind of what we do here at the Energy Institute. When we see the great, we're going to connect you to it. When we see the crap, we're going to protect you from it. That's the intention. Mm, that's cool. Yeah, it's open. Uh, that, that's cool. It's open. People can do what they want with it. So 100%. <laughs> I have a, a question for you to sort of kick things off. Okay. It has actually almost been four years to the day since we last wow. spoke on the podcast. We've spoken several times since then, but it's almost four years. It was January 9th, 2020, when we posted your the last wow. episode. Yes. So curious, what changes have gone on, you know, major or minor in the last four years and you know where has the energy been the last four years to where it's now and where we're going in this year of the I think it's the wood dragon yes absolutely right there have been enormous shifts um we came through the metal years being very tight very constricted when we were processing and looking at the charts in those years 
we would see like fluid and the lungs. So we interpret the charts as readers. We know it's going to have something to do with those things and to be right. cautious of those things. I think when we spoke, the book had just been published, but I don't know that yes. the card decks had been published. I don't think so. I think you were working on it. So I now have three card decks and I've, uh, December, 2023, I launched a school and I have a quarterly easing that is now an officially official quarterly easing where you can sign up on the web, um, the, the website. And I'm going to stretch it out this year to paid subscriptions where my card decks will be electronic and online. So lots has happened, lots going on for the energy Institute to be sure. But for people, if you've seen the people, there have been huge shifts, huge transitions. Um, and we can talk about that today because it's going to ease in the year of the dragon. It's still going to be a transformative year, but it's newness and opportunities and opening up to things. Cool. Yeah. And I'd, like to I'd like to mention something. I know you don't like the word advice, but I'm going to use it because it was excellent. And here's the reason why. Last year, you gave not a suggestion, we had a conversation mm. and you gave me advice and that was crystal clear. So because of our friendship, like we talk about, right, please and thank you was implied. But you told me something that, and I don't know if it was last, no, it was a year before. You told me about giving money away. We talked about that. That was crystal clear. You were not suggesting it. You were telling me, if you do not do this, it will be taken. So we had a heart to heart that we'll call that a professional, you know, talk. That was, <laughs> that was okay. worth its weight in gold. People should pay for that advice. That's not something they get for free. Mm. Invitations are free. Advice is what people pay for. And when you gave me that advice, I immediately opened up portals to where I would give money away. And the return that I received as a result of that, unbeknownst to me, because as you said, we don't know where it's going to show up. And I thought, I'm, I'm not going to decide later what I'm going to do with what mm -hmm. you're saying. I'm going to act on it. There's no reason to question it. And as I opened up not one portal, many portals, to give my money away. There were some very lucky people as a result of that <laughs> because I focused on it. And it was purely done for selfish reasons. I did that because well, you told me to. To be fair, I, I think the advice was something about choose where you want to donate this year because what you come yeah. put out yeah. will come back. Right. But in your yeah. case, it happened like overnight. You donated <laughs> and then it came back the next day or something <laughs> crazy. Yep. She's a strong yep. manifester. <laughs> what she manifested was huge yep. <laughs> that was very good yeah, so thank you thank you for that and anyone who's lucky enough to have the opportunity to listen to your mm. words and take them strongly the way I did will see benefits and I know you have a school and you have many multiple streams of passing the information on to people I'm just curious what's your favorite way to talk to a person. So here we are right now, we're in different cities. Like what's your, what's your jam? Over an adult beverage. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Now we've got a lovely California going. cab sobe and some energy conversation. <laughs> okay. If I get remember to choose, that. That's the box I'm checking. <laughs> it's a good box. It is a great box. Honestly. Yeah, Looks like I'm going to have to take a ride white. over, over to you. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Well, Dr. Energy, maybe yes. you could get the candles and we'll bring the wine <laughs> and we'll bring some food. Oh, tell me you have there them right there. Of course he's ready. We'll bring the wine and the food to your place and let's do what Rhonda really likes to do. Well, have that. Depends where it depends when you come and where my place will be because <laughs> I'm gonna be on the move. Are you moving? Oh, I am moving. Hey. It's a great year for it. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank uh, you. I have so many options for you to look at. <laughs> <laughs> we will discuss, we will discuss some right. of those, yes. Amazing. Okay, it's a great year for a move. Is that what you just said? That's wonderful. So huge shifts. We're all in deep shift right now, oh, whether yeah. we know it or not. 
clarify what you said. Deep shift or deep clarify that. (laughs) (laughs) So there's three different things that are happening right now. Right. Um, The first is more Western astrology. It's not my expertise, so I will touch upon it because it's a huge thing. Mm. Um, The planet Pluto has moved, and I think that was the 20th or 21st of January, ending a 15 or 16 year, depending on your placement, karmic cycle. So those 15 or 16 years of crap have now moved on. And that happened last week. So, so many people in 2024 have said the energy feels fresh or it feels bright or I feel connected to something or they're just motivated to do something else. That has happened. We're standing in that energy. Look at her. (laughs) The second thing that we're coming into is if we're going to talk feng shui for a moment, Mm. feng shui has lived in 20 year cycles. This is the year. So we're still in the year of the rabbit until the 10th of February. But we're also at the end of what is called period eight. So we're completing that 20-year cycle. And as of the 4th of February, we start period nine, which is the next 20-year cycle. So newness, new opportunities, transitions with that. And with the year of the dragon, which comes in on the 10th. So the period nine comes in on the 4th. The year of the dragon comes in on the 10th. It's a young dragon. So think of how kids run out and do things and don't think about it. So this is the year to strategize and stay the course. Because if you just fly out there because we've been so contained in these Mm. metal years that you just want to try everything and, oh, we're going to do this and this is going to be great. Slow your roll. Make a plan. Stay the course. It does, you know, money starts to show up. There's more water in the chart. There's more wealth in in the chart around Q3, so around autumn. So really plan your course, be patient, be kind. Um, There is an argumentative star at the center of all spaces this year. So children will be mm, more in your face, be kinder (laughs) to your spouse this year, be kinder to coworkers this year. Simply lead with that. Um, Try to respond and not react. You're having a moment, not a lifestyle choice, you know? So it is easy, does it? (laughs) Wow, that's a lot of, that's a lot of changes coming up. a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. And I like the advice to be kind. I mean, that's something, that's advice that we could take every day, right? Is be kinder mm-hmm. to people and to ourselves. And right. the, it's, it's interesting that we're coming in, that the feng shui and the Eastern philosophy of coming to the end of period eight and starting period nine. I follow uh, a gentleman who's a marketer and he talks, he's written a book called The Pendulum. And he talks about 20-year cycles as well. And basically, one end of the pendulum is we, and the other end of the pendulum is I. So if you think of like the 80s and the movie Wall Street, Gordon Gecko, Greed is Good, that's sort of the height of the I. And then the we is more like the collective and how we're doing it. So we hit the end of the I again, and we're starting to swing back towards the we, but we're still in some of that I energy. So you could see over the last few years how we've played out the, the world has played out in that I energy. It's been the focus has been per, very personal, very, I don't know, ego focused, but very, very inner directed on our, on ourselves. And, and the, and the last year or so has really been that energy starting to shift towards the we, and that energy is leaving kicking and screaming like a kid. <laughs> it's a very good interpretation. Um, so the feng shui philosophy mm-hmm. suggests that period eight was about, the exaltation of young men. So the Mark Zuckerbergs that made a bazillion Mm. dollars out of college. Um, As we move towards period nine, it's shifting to feminine. So more women in power, look for more women presidents. Um, So whereas traditionally, I don't want to step on anybody's toes, where women would work with or for men, it's shifting where women will be in the place of power and men will be working with or for women. Um, Just in that pendulum switch, as you so um, eloquently stated, so if you are my male clients, generally I say, surround yourself with women. You need the yin-yang. Um, if you, and again, coming into arts and culture, also moving into period nine, it's looking good for the next 20 years. So if you have a me in your life, if you're my accountant, you've already connected with that particular energy, you're in good shape. You have talked with me on your BU podcast, so you're already aligned with the energy, you're in good shape. So for whatever those things mean to you, the more that you can connect with it, the more you can align with it, the more the smoothness of that energy will pull you through the next period. Right. Cool. Generally speaking, uh, there's lots of uprisings, war, changes in power right now. Right. Um, 
women are less to go to war when they're in power than men are to go to war. So we'll see what happens. That's a very mm. general statement. So again, don't write in, don't complain, don't comment. I'm simply interpreting the charts based <laughs> on what we've known for years and years and years. <laughs> don't unfollow you. I have a question about people who are, let's use the word less willing. So some people who are more in a uh, habit of being around the habits that they currently have and perhaps change being less favorable to them. What's going to happen if someone's not as flexible as Gumby that we see in the back of Dr. Energy there? We see Gumby in the back and, and oh, even on the, yeah, right? So Gumby, and what's the horse's name? Pokey. 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 So Gumby and Pokey, right? Like we can move them around and they're pliable. I love that. If what you're wondering if... what you learn on this podcast. <laughs> Amazing. The references, <laughs> the references that we have, that the things that keep us going. What happens if people are not like Gumby and Pokey and they're like something else and they're more rigid? What? How are they going to fare in this so phase? It's interesting to me. I call it resistance. Um, one of my own teachers, when I first started studying energy, hmm. you know, to be in the flow with that energy and understand that it is happening and thoughts become things, you can become so rigid. And she would just look at me and go, you're resistant. Why are you resistant? So you will find that you will want something or you will point towards something and it will become less resistant to you. And when things around you start to change, you're going to start to change. I mean, I'm one of these people that learned to type on a typewriter in grade seven in middle school, right? And then do you remember when computers came in and you're like, oh, I don't know about this. You're taking word processing. Nobody wanted to do it. Everybody thought it wasn't going to, it wasn't going to be here to stay. Like the internet. And then you adapt, right? <laughs> so what will happen is change will happen around the people that are resistant right. and they will quite naturally mm -hmm. get into the flow. Right. I love the statement, the time to make a change is when there's a change and this feels like it's appropriate. Huge. And and to, just to go along with that, Rara, and, and Rhonda, what you were saying about the energy is how even somebody who's resistant, when they start to focus on something, they'll be, it'll be less resistant. The, the, I've been reading a, a book by one of my mentors called The Seeker's Code, and Donnie Epstein talks about energy and e energetics and that not only do we tap into new energy and the energy influence us, as we respond and shift with the energy, that energy then also then shifts and affects the system. So the world at large as well. Of it's it's it, of course, right? It goes, it's on both sides. It goes back and forth. You can't, it's the observer and the observed, right? They both affect each other. So the whole idea of, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Objectivity in sciences a farce because as soon as you observe something, it changes. And even a scientist, what they choose to study is their own particular bias. So they're already going to have a bias about what they're studying, a certain perspective on what they're studying. Yes, you can limit some of the subjectivity, but you still have a bias towards what you're studying. My, my brother's a mechanical engineer. You, you don't have no. to tell me. <laughs> there you go. So you know, you know what I'm talking about. You know, for giving book recommendations, I'd like Rhonda to give hers, but I want to tell you, I picked up for the second time mm -hmm. in the last year, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, but the hardcover, the black leather. It's right there. Oh, right on top. Okay. Do you, do you have the, the black one? No, no. I have the... Uh... The, the original, paperback. But I have the paperback, oh, oh. the original. Yeah. Yes, I have the paperback as well, but I bought the, it, it feels like a very official, beautiful, the binding mm. on it. So I have it in my hands again within the last year. I read it and I thought, I'm going to read it again this year because I have a feeling that I'm going to get something completely mm -hmm. different out of it, not wait five years to pick it up. <laughs> Right, because you forget, and then you're like, oh, yeah, I didn't get, but I wanted to see how much of this really, there's a certain chapter that I like that I won't tell you because it's, you know, I just won't until somebody asks me. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> the power number, you know my chapter. <laughs> that's my favorite chapter. So if you just think about that. So Rhonda, what, what book are you reading right now? Would you like to share with us? Mm. I'm Well, so I'm reading a book that, somebody connected with me and said, let's have a one-to-one, -one, let's chat. And he had written a book. So he's self-published and I'm not sure if I should say what I'm reading right now. So I'm chewing away on that. But if I get to recommend a book, um, you know, with so much loss that we have experienced and in the passing of my mom, which happened a few years ago, somebody had recommended a book to me called Final Gifts. 
and I can't think of who it's by because it's, I didn't expect this question on the podcast, but essentially it was written by two palliative care nurses, but they did their whole career. And it's the transition as the human form transitions Mm. and and what to expect and what to look for. And when you're with a loved one, you know, my sister-in-law, Pat, there's a number of things that have happened just to know what was coming and what to look for. And these ladies have been bang on accurate in the number of times that I've applied it. So we'll that's a very right interesting read. Yeah, thank you. Because we we have reasons, right, that we go to books. That there's there's a reason, and they come to us. And then the message that you just shared could be very. very it's useful. a bit dark for this particular podcast, but by way of connecting to, like, we no, don't have power. It's, over conversa- those things, it's a right? conversation worth having. Right. We're, we're not guided uh, and with margins. You know, this is about. Us I, I, I disagree about it being dark. I think that we need we don't address death and loss enough in our culture and especially in the west we tend to push it away but if you look mm-hmm. at a lot of places especially like eastern europe and, and and those types of places they and you know our own culture and even in, in the italian culture right i remember my great grandmother when my great grandfather passed away like wailing and throwing herself on top of the coffin at the at the memorial like not this wasn't even in the church yet this was still at the showing at the funeral home and it, the and, and and it's just a recognition of this profound sense of connection that we feel we're going to not have anymore. And I think that when we dishonor it and pu- try to push that away in our in our culture, we lose something. We lose the richness. We lose our zest for life. It's because in acknowledging that death is part of life, we then can li- we then live our life more with more zest, more elan, more verve, more energy. And and I think that that changes things when we push it away and pretend death doesn't exist. Yeah. I think we I think we lose some richness in our life. And in my opinion, you can continue that relationship, right? I, I agree, it, it, absolutely. That essence, that being, that spirit still resides in you with whatever relationship and doc, whatever it was that you had mm-hmm. with a particular person. And you can continue. You're still going to have to think about that person. You're still going to be places to go, oh, last time I was here. So you can still continue those things, which makes it grander in some schemes, right? You don't have to exactly. let anything go. You just have to come to terms. Again, my opinion, <laughs> my opinion, other people and have you know, opinion. On, on this subject, funny little secret, on Father's Day and Mother's Day, I send a card to myself as if I'm sending it to my parents. Nice. And I still do that. And we're talking about over 20 years. And yeah. I create it for them energetically and physically and send it to myself because I'm never going to stop wishing them and thanking them, wishing them well and thanking them for what they've done and want to know what they're doing. And, you know, we go to, I mean, you've heard of a medium, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can talk to different people to talk to different people. There's more right. than a cell phone and technology. There's different energy levels of doing that. And I have done that. And That's legacy. The- Right. You are the language. right. Exactly. You took the words right. Exactly. That was the next word I was going to say, Rhonda. So as, as long as we are on this topic about death and, and dying and, <laughs> and, and talking to and, and, and connecting with that, the energy of the people who've, who've transitioned, transformed. Remember, because energy can't be created or destroyed. It only changes form. Uh, there's a, I don't know if either of you have read it. It's a great book by Michael Newton, PhD, called Journey of Souls. And it's a case studies of life between lives. Interesting. So he was a psychotherapist and he had, did a lot of past life work with, with his clients and people who had had near-death experiences and how the, the similarities between all the stories that are there and how people describe what they perceived as the af- afterlife. It's a really mm-hmm. quite profound. It's called Journey of Souls. Mm. Interesting. Thank you for that. Yeah, thank you. So we have Think and Grow Rich. We have books about transformation and and books about what's what's the name of the book you said initially? Journey of Soul. Oh, the one that that uh, yeah. Wanda said. Yeah. yeah. And, and your first book. Yeah. yeah, the first book you were reading by your mentor by Donnie Epstein. Uh, no. Oh, the Seeker's Code. The Seeker's Code, right? So, so there's four books here, right? Plus, Rhonda has the energy. Rhonda has yeah, a book how to as see well. Energy, of course. That's, right. Be, so, and I, I suspect that this year that that would be even more relevant as as ever. I, I would say yes, but it's my book. It's not for me. <laughs> we'll plug you're it for you. <laughs> yeah, you're a, you're ahead of your time, of course. 
So, so Rhonda, let's let me ask you another question, if you don't mind, because that's the purpose here is to have conversations. <clears throat> In this conversation that we got into today, we're going around, right? We're sort of not only promoting, we're talking, we're having a conversation. When you do that with us today, because you have a sense that I'd like to tap into, what is the sense that you have between you and Dr. Energy and I and I and you? What uh, you know, I have to. I don't have to say it twelve different ways. What is what is it that you're feeling? So we could get the benefit of the energies that we've brought today to you. What what's the sense you're getting? So I'm not really clear on the question, but the word that comes to me is courage. I think these are very courageous conversations. I think it takes courage for us to stand here on a, sit here, stand here on a platform and talk about ancient crafts and the application of those crafts and transitions and energy and how we absorb or perceive those forms. I think it's very courageous. And I think that if we more people could have these conversations, the collective angst like if you've seen the people out walking around there's an angst to them oh, yeah. and there's like a they're trudging through like everybody can relax but if you think of all the people that don't have the courage to have these conversations yeah. or think yeah you're good you're putting on your tinfoil hat today and having these conversations are going to be judged in some way shape form or circumstance that's the stuff that festers that's the stuff that leads to the tightness and the discomfort right like if that's how you feel or it's if it's your experience, let's talk about what that is. So courage is the word that comes to mind, which is also one of the levels of consciousness, right? right. I, I think yeah. that there are way more people out there that under, somewhat understand energy and are open to it, but they don't know where to go or who to speak to. Um, they're not sure who in their yeah. circle they can speak about these things to. I remember back, this is going back almost... No, no, no. 20 years, and I read a study that showed 92% of the people surveyed wished that their primary care practitioner would talk to them about spiritual matters. Yes. 92%, and yet we're afraid to mention spirituality and the spiritual and energy and all of these things. And I've been finding this in my practice as well, that when I just open that door for people, that you can just feel them kind of go, huh. I'm so glad you said. I'm so <laughs> glad you said I can actually talk about it. I feel like yeah. I, I don't have to like hide it, and and so and, and I mean, Einstein talked about energy. Tesla was all about energy. All of these people, Oppenheimer, right? All of the all of the quantum physicists. It's all about energy. So they understand energy, and quantum physics is just the la is just our current language for the mystical. Well, that is kind of the point. Everybody calls it something different. Right. Whatever the it is. So I've had clients that say, oh, you know, they don't use the term meditate. So loosely to me, prayer is the ask and meditation is the listen. Right. So people are so busy asking and they want that Santa Claus being to just wave the magic wand and give them the gift, right? Where, yeah, it's about a process and you have to listen. Bippity boppity boo. <laughs> and people will say, oh, you know, I call that getting all the stuff out of my head or I call that where, you know, meditate. Oh, no, that's too shishi woo woo. But yeah. you're doing it, you're just calling it something else. Right. So it's really, when you do it long enough, I've now been at this long. <laughs> you start, to, oh, you call it that. And you start to drill down e easy, does it, through those conversations, but you get there. Yeah. But I do believe there's a common thread. Yeah. Consistency. It sounds like when we believe in ourselves, we're consistently improving constantly improving, I'd like to say. I don't know what the frequency is for some people, but I guess it depends. I would like to look at, like for us, four years ago, when we interviewed you four years ago, we consistently grew, we constantly grew. I'm not saying we wouldn't have had this conversation four years ago, but we easily are open to conversations worth having. Mm -hmm. And it's there's not a reason why we couldn't, wouldn't, or shouldn't. So the growth around everyone with the interest of growth opens, as we have, opens the door to conversations, mm -hmm. which is why we use that phrase, conversations worth having. They're worth having not just for us, but for everyone. And maybe they're hard ones, like you mentioned. They could be a hard conversation for someone to have. And sometimes the interpretation. So I remember when it's kind of a long story on how I came to study feng shui. 
but I thought, oh, you know, I've studied it. I'll just go and study this. It is a philosophy that is years and years and years and years in the making. So as much as I was kind of glib on, oh, we're just going to do this once you got into the practice and the depth of it. So to have conversations, maybe you're sitting in an airport lounge and you find a common thread to speak about how, how they're, they interpret what that is or what they know about what you it's going to be different, right? Yeah. So you have to be very careful with those differences because the law exists. <laughs> Again, the full disclaimer in the podcast. <laughs> but um, people have those opinions and some people are really resistant to those opinions. And other things can happen, which, again, will become a lesson. But uh, I think that that's part of the resistance to it as well. I love, I don't know about you, but either of you, I I love when I'm traveling to sit in an airport and you're in the waiting area at the gate. And, you know, people are just, you, the, the anxiety and the freneticism that exists. And I just sit quietly you know and everybody's on their people are on their phones and they're getting up and sitting down and kids are running around and then I just close my eyes and and quietly just focus on finding peace and ease within me and invariably within less than five minutes the whole place just kind of settles down and the, and the energy the consciousness actually lifts and so that anxiety disappears that freneticism disappears and people are all of a sudden you can see you can look and i just and then i just open my eyes and watch people and you can see their shoulders come out of their ears you can see them the shoulders become less rounded and the chest they start to look up and look around and smile at each other it's it's really quite a lot of fun to play with play with energy in be, that yeah. way without being intrusive yeah, exactly. Just, you know, as a general thing to wrap yourself in protection or your vehicle or the plane you're flying in, just yeah, exactly. you know, quietly having that moment yep. um, can help. Right. So you you've also been on a plane with a screaming two-year-old for yeah. the entire six hours of the flight. <laughs> That's where noise-canceling noise canceling headphones are really good then. <laughs> Again, the lesson. Yeah. <laughs> mm. That's nice that you do that. That's yeah, nice that you it's, can. It's great because you can't actually, even with energy you cannot force somebody to do anything because then they'll push back against it. They'll, re they'll resist yeah. it. You actually just have to offer it to in, in general and people will either accept it or, or not either the consciously ethic. or unconsciously, right? You have to be ecological about it. The ethics that I've studied in three of the crafts mm -hmm. are, you know, you have to ask me. Exactly. If you want me to feng shui your house, you have to, yeah. I can't say, Oh, this is terrible. I mean, it's a, they're not <laughs> rude crafts, right? If you want somebody to do it, you have to ask for that. Thing I, have a, I have an interesting story about that. If, if you guys don't mind a little yes. quick little story. Yes. This is back when I was first started practicing. So this would be almost 20 years ago now and had a husband and wife uh, come into me for care. And they both claimed to be very spiritual and, and all of these things. And, the woman looks at me and she goes, your third eye is closed. And she goes, flicks me right in the forehead, like physically. Oh. Got to open your third eye and wham, like I've just come out of nowhere. And I was like, wow. it was it was so intrusive physically and energetically that I didn't even ask permission. Mm. And um, they, needless to say, energetically, I had already, as soon as that happened, I energetically discharged them from care. And then they, within one or two visits they just kind of said hey we're not we're not coming back blah, blah. Mm -hmm. yeah it was it was not it was not a pleasant experience it's important that people are you know even with any type of learning or any yeah. type of transition it's easier when you're receptive to it yeah so who like who are you to come in and you know be flicking at somebody's third <laughs> and and maybe from your perspective it's closed but maybe from mine it's open who you, right. you know you because everybody can be you know, on a different frequency right from a different perspective and you know yeah, I always ask yeah if, if they're if they want if they're open to it and then I always thank them for the opportunity to walk around in their energy for a little while right yes share that see what it looks like because again it if you're engaging me as whatever you're a tea leaf reader your tarot reader your yep. feng shui person your reiki person um i have to presume that we're somewhere in the vibe together yeah. and that you're receiving things as i'm intending them because or, or you would have a different practitioner yeah exactly the energy would be different yeah 
And that's why I asked you before, it leads right into what are you feeling? And, and that was like my, right, right. That's so that was, yeah. yes, that was the invitation. Cause I was thinking at that moment, what are you feeling with us right now? The three of us, right? Like what, what's four years later, here we are. And what's the sense that you're getting? We have broken and, a lot of ground individually. And as a group, like we do, we talk off camera, believe it yeah. or not. Right. But a, so much has happened in the world individually with each of us and then as a group. So, you know, you use the phrase ahead of our time. I don't if, if it's ancient crafts, I'm not sure how much further ahead we are. <laughs> but I like the integration of the old with the new. I think yeah. it's a lovely foundation. I think you can trust those things because they've happened over thousands and thousands and thousands of years. And I think that the past, you know, to sound cliche, is useful when used as a guidepost, but dangerous when used as a hitching post. So just allow it to guide you to the spaces that you're you're reaching towards. Yeah. Right? Good advice. Cool. That's a, that's yes. good advice. <laughs> We're talking about advice. <laughs> that I feel like that should go on a card. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I read it somewhere in my studies. It's probably the past, not... the past, so. Can you say say that again? So the past is useful as a guide. How did you say that? It's word? useful when used as a guidepost, but dangerous when used as a hitching post. So we talked okay. earlier about people that are stuck or don't right. want to change or whatever. Got it. Okay. I mean, mm. I guess Alexander Graham Bell invented the telephone and the phones just look different, but they're actually handheld computers. Yes. Exactly. And if you want to talk about what cars have become, they're actually driving phones, right? Driving computers. Well, yeah. <laughs> so call it whatever, whatever sells, but that is in fact what we're doing. Yeah. And, and I, I, I'm not sure where you're at, at with this. And Kat, Rara and I have talked about this a little bit. The, the digitization of our identities um, is a very, it's fraught with a lot of peril, let's say that way. Um, the more and more we get deeper and deeper into just living our lives online or in a digital space, you're going to lose your sense of, you lose that kind of, some of that connection with yourself, self, capital S, and, and those energies, and we forget how to be this human being in this physical body. And I, I and I think that what I'm sensing in this energy is there's a bit of a, a pushback coming where the energy is shifting on that. People are starting to, we're starting to already see a pushback against AI because it's already gone so far unfettered that people are like, whoa, wait a minute, this is going way too fast. How do we rein it in? And unfortunately, you can't, it's hard to put those those things back in Pandora's box, mm -hmm. right? And so how do we live with it now? And how do we put some guide rails around it so that we can that we can still be human? My opinion is it sure. comes back Absolutely. to the self. It comes back to the self, to the self, to yep. your own boundaries with it. Yep. So, you know, I live to say I live my life in a practice just sounds horrible and cliche. But to wake up in the morning and open up all the curtains in the house and kind of welcome the day and then in the evening to close everything and right. get thanks. It's just part of what that practice is, right? I, you know, even though I live in the Canadian North, I prefer the warmer temperatures to walk around barefoot, to connect with the earth, to be in those spaces. Right. Um, I couldn't imagine not. You know, so A, you know, AI, all you want, those things are necessary for human beings, for all beings, for living things. Right. Think of anything that's alive, animals, grass, trees, whatever it is, you need that oxygen, you need that care, you need that yin and yang, you need that rhythm of life. And I don't think you can just stick yourself in a computer, or put yourself in a box for the day and do it year after year after year after year and expect that you're going to have something. You will have something at the end of that. I'm just not sure if it's you know something positive or negative. Look at the kids, the kindergarten this. kids that learned online. They have no attention span and they wanted to be in here for four hours a day, right? Or more, yeah. We that, talked that about works. this the other day. We talked about, we use the word burnout, people that are experiencing burnout from things that they had conditioned themselves mm. to do right. for years, let's say even as a business model. And yep. then after... How many years are they experiencing burnout? Some sooner than others, but in fact, it's not sustainable. You need to replenish. Like I think, Rabbi, you and I have talked about this, where you need to have something when you go home at night or wherever it is you go to that makes you whole, W-H-O-L-E, not dig a hole and jump in. So that when you get up in the morning, you're presenting as your whole self yeah. to whatever it is, whether you're you know, a wife, a husband, a sibling, or whatever it is, a teacher, 
So you have something to give. And yeah. if you can't replenish to make yourself whole, W-H-O-L-E, um, that becomes tougher to do. There's less to give and you're not serving yourself or your purpose at that point. One one of my mentors said basically this very thing to me. He said, we are part of the rhythm of nature because we are yeah. part of nature as human yeah. beings. And to forget, if when you forget that you are part of nature, you're going to be all out of sorts. You're going to feel disconnected. Things are going to feel rough, resistance, all of these things. But when we remember and reconnect with the rhythms of nature, remembering that sometimes that rhythm is a downtime, like right now, where we should be going inside and connecting with ourselves and with each other hopefully face-to-face, -face, right. more so than online. Um, and then in the spring, we, we come out with these new ideas that we've been turning over in our, in our minds and testing out over the, over the winter or over, over the hibernation-type months, and the summer comes into full bloom. And in the fall, we reap the rewards of that, and then we do the whole process over again. When we, so when we connect with those rhythms, it's much life becomes much more, as we say, in the flow. In flow, yes. Love it. Love your mentor. Now seems like a really good time to go into our BU moment. Without explaining it, let's just jump into it and see where it where it brings us. So, Doctor Energy, you want to draw, pick a card, and see who goes first? Rock, paper, scissors. How do you want to do that? I like, I like to give our guest the pride of going yes. first. So, anticipatory. I the energy just feels so good. And there's so much newness and we're connecting to this new period nine and the, the young freshness of the dragon and the strategies are in place. It just feels really good. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Rara, would you like to go next? Or sure. Or would you like to go last? No, no, I'll go, I'll go next because okay. it's really, it's a strong feeling of trust. This BU moment for me feels like a circle of trust. And I know three well, it could be a triangle, but it feels like a circle. It feels like there's an energetic exchange. Like I was listening, really actively listening to what you were saying. Not that I don't, hmm. but I really felt engaged and invested in what you had to say and what Rhonda had to say. And I was sort of watching us all as if I were in front of a screen and I was just missing my popcorn, really, <laughs> wanting to see what would unfold. And trust feels like that's required to have that sense of calm as well. Awesome. Thank you. And you, Dr. Energy? Well, I'm going to go with three words that I've heard, two of them just now, and the third one Rhonda mentioned earlier, courage, trust, and anticipate, anticipatory or anticipation, anticipate. I like the verbs mm. because it's movement, whereas the noun is static. Okay. And the trusting in the moment, you know, I was having a little bit of anx anxiousness, I would say, anxiety about having to move. So hearing that this is a good time to move this year, that really reaffirms some of the other energy that I was feeling. And so having the courage to lean into that move and disrupting <laughs> my life as it currently is and creating something new is has a real sense of anticipation about it. And along with that, the Ronan, you mentioned about the arts and the creativity aspect. I'll let a little bit of the cat out of the bag here. We're currently working on rebranding on our website, rebuilding a new website, creating that to make it better to serve our audience and our clients much more Weird. fully. So, so you're so moving for that. That you're moving at the beginning of a new period. It has 20 years to grow into something fabulous. Exactly. Right? Wow. Yeah, it's good. So excited for you. Thank you. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Dr. Energy, I feel like when Rhonda posts her shares, mm -hmm. when to get a haircut, Yep. you know, when she does that, right? Yep. Like this is sort of giving everybody permission to look at things that might be out of reach ordinarily or mm -hmm. usually and look at it like it's time to get a haircut. That's what she tells us, right? When to do that. It's a good time to look at newness. It's a good mm -hmm. time to look at moving. It's a good time to consider it because there's no better time to consider it than now. 
sort of like a bet, you know, right. like I bet if you did this, it would be a good idea. <laughs> I, I, I used okay. to have, there's used, that young dragon. I used to have that thing where it, it <laughs> yeah. would take, you know, two or three times getting hit in the side of the head to, to pay attention to something. Now, as soon as something comes to my awareness, I deal with it, right? I, <laughs> I acknowledge it, accept it. And then, and then you're able to to move on more easily. And that haircut thing, I do that. I always look. Okay, it's it's almost time for a haircut. When's a good time this month to get a haircut? Full well, disclosure: I check it to shave my legs. <laughs> 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 so do I. Pro do I walk the walk? Talk the talk. Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> you walk the talk. Awesome. And as it is right now, two, two, two. We're back to Fifty Shades of Grey, and we're always back on the same subject of what we do for our bodies and to prepare our bodies for what's ahead, right? Exactly. Yeah, Dr. Energy, Rhonda, this feels like a conversation that we could have again. <laughs> Less than four years this time, I think. Exactly. Okay. With Rhonda's favorite beverage of choice, oh, you have doing, the candles. Okay. Oh, I have an idea. <laughs> okay, let's hear it. A, a live podcast. All of us Let's sitting around it. a desk with a glass of wine. Let's do it. I think well, I open up. I open up my home. Twelve hours and do the top five minutes of every twelve hours after we've had a drink at the first. Of <laughs> I don't think <laughs> I can drink that. Much that much. we have uh, by the end of the. 12 I can't. Hours. I can't drink like that anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't say we have to do the whole twelve hours, but it'll be very different. Hour yes. We'll only we'll only make the first two hours available for the audience to see. <laughs> 12, do a twelve reality. a twelve hour a twelve hour live stream of us yeah. just talking about this kind of stuff. Reality to have a whole new place to. All right. Well, I, I propose that we could temporarily choose the location of Niagara on the lake. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We're on. You're welcome. Thank you for right. being our guest today. <laughs> Ciao, babies. Ciao. Thank you for being here. Thank you for joining us. Sharing is caring. Tell your friends about conversations worth having on BU Network. We really appreciate your reviews. Thank you. For show notes and links, go to www.b-u.network forward slash podcasts. Connect with us via our website, www.b-u.network, and build a relationship with us. Sign up to receive information, updates, and your free video training at www.b-u.network forward slash pro. We're looking forward to hearing from you. And thank you for being with us. Ciao. Ciao, babies.